You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Dialed In, our weekly look at the best bets on the PGA Tour this week with the European Tour having a couple of weeks off. Let me introduce NCG's form expert, our man who finds the winners and the places for us each week, Barry Plummer. Barry, welcome. Hi Steve, how are you doing? I'm all right mate, you keep hitting the crossbar at the moment but you're not too far away. Yeah, another one of those frustrating weeks, really. I mean, all five made the cut on the European Tour. None of them really ever got close enough to give us any excitement. Sergio gave us a little bit of a low round on Saturday. And then in the PGA, again, a couple of players in the top 20, um, Zalatoris and him, but again, not close enough to, to really challenge. So up there again, but another frustrating week. Are you kicking yourself because you broke one of your cardinal rules? You uh, have a thing about backing DJ at the moment with the form that he's in and you uh, didn't do it in Saudi Arabia and you've paid the price. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said last week, he's just he's just unbelievable at the moment. And unfortunately, the value wasn't really there for me um, last week at, at single figures. And I sort of avoided him because of that. And, and in, in hindsight, you know, that was a, a bit of a mistake because, you know, he had a fantastic performance for, for three rounds. And then although he wasn't at his best on the on Sunday, no one really got close to challenging him and he managed to get over the line. So I think he's going to have another really good uh, week this week at Pebble. And uh, I'm hoping that I'm not going to have to eat my words again. And at Phoenix, Brooks is back. Yeah, I mean, in, in hindsight, again, looking at his price, I think every, every tipster on Twitter is sitting there thinking... He was just too big and, and how I didn't spot that, I'm a little bit annoyed at myself. I know Ben Coley tipped him and that was a really great uh, tip for Ben to get that over the line. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those, I think, coming in late on Sunday, if anyone was going to challenge those two at the top, especially when they had a bit of a poor round, it was going to be Brooks and that eagle on 17 just, you know, just just topped it off for him. In an event that... Um where an awful lot happened, actually. Jordan Spieth and, and a revival. I mean, obviously couldn't get it done on Sunday. I'm not surprised, actually. A lot of pressure um, hasn't been in a final group for some considerable time. So it wasn't a surprise to see him struggle a little bit after that 61 on Saturday. But are you happy to see Jordan in some uh, renewed form? Oh, absolutely. A massive Jordan Spieth fan. And, you know, the sooner he gets back to to uh, the Jordan of old, the better for everyone and the game, really, I think. But, you know, there were signs there. I'm, I'm not too sure that, that, you know, he's there yet. And I'm, I'm not confident on him, on him maybe making that step again this week. But I think, you know, given time and um, getting a, a good run of golf under his belt over the next few weeks and months, I think he's, he's definitely moving in the right direction. Well, the place where Jordan has done very well in the past is the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which is the feature action on the tours this week with the European Tour, obviously having th had three very busy weeks and now having a couple of weeks off, partly because of the cancellation of the Oman Open. But we are at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, except it's not a Pro-Am. Um, this time the spectators uh, are at home, as are the amateurs. We've got a very different event, actually, all around, haven't we, Barry? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the change from three courses to two, dropping Monterey and um, going from uh, a, a cut after 54 down to a cut to 36 um, means that we get a full weekend on the Pebble Beach course, which will be, you know, a, a bonus, really, I think. And that's the one that everyone wants to watch and see. And I think we're in for quite an exciting finish to this event. Are you expecting the courses to play a little differently this time? Normally they're set up for amateurs, so there's pins in the middle of greens and so on. The rough isn't, you know, quite what it's supposed to be. It's meant to be a good, fun time going back to the old Crosby Clambake back in the day. Um, are you expecting Pebble Beach in particular uh, to be a bit tougher? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to be saying anything like US Open standard, but maybe a happy medium between what the, the traditional pro-am set up and the US Open set up, a little bit more challenging for players. Um, and they should make it a really good test, especially with the 36 holes over the weekend on Pebble and uh, the wind, if it gets up, I think the players are going to have to make sure that they strategically manage their way around the golf course uh, if they want to shoot a good score and, and get close to the winning. Well, DJ fresh from his victory in Saudi Arabia comes straight here. So who knows what jet lag is going to be like for Dustin Johnson, but he is the favourite and the clear favourite as well. Decent field, Patrick Cantlay, Daniel Berger, Paul Casey, Will Zalatoris, uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth, 25 to 1. Um, not too sure about that, um, but hopefully you'll prove me wrong. Francesco Molinari, Jason Day. Decent field is, is what I'm trying to say, Barry. Yeah, I mean, as we said, each week when we've looked at the principles in the market, there's some real talent at the top of this field. And I know there's actually quite a few players that have taken a bit of a week off this week, um, but there are still a lot of players there who are more than capable of going and taking this tournament by the scruff of the neck. Um, you know, that, that, that DJ rule that I mentioned earlier on about backing DJ when he's playing at the moment because of how good he is, I think, as you said, that jet lag and, and the travel time is going to have to be a consideration here. He has, he's played well here before. Um, he's, he's had a, a couple of average finishes in the last two events of, of uh, Pebbles. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking at uh, one of the market favourites in my uh, picks this week, but then looking for some value further down the field. And then they're two very different courses. I mean, they're on the same part of the beautiful Monterey Peninsula, but Pebbles um, a bit shorter than Spyglass. And, and are they different tests? Yeah, a little bit shorter. Uh, Pebbles, much smaller greens. Uh, both greens are power. Um, so course, interesting course correlation form, I suppose, from Torrey from a few weeks ago is worth looking at. Um, the uh, Spyglass is tree-lined fairway, so it offers a little bit more protection from the wind and uh, they've got slightly larger greens. So, yeah, I think the, the, the difficult test is going to come from Pebble, uh, but both courses will play um, as a particularly difficult test this week, I feel. Well, let's get straight into your selections then, because we talked around them quite enough for one week. Um, who are you tipping first? So first up, I've got Paul Casey, 20 to 1. Uh, Paul Casey had a really, obviously, solid performance a couple of weeks ago when winning in Dubai, led from the front, really great closeout on, on uh, Sunday, and then followed it up last week with a 12th place finish. He was actually on the wrong side of the draw, if you look at um, how the draw bias came into play, uh, and had he... You know, when you look at just that side of the draw, he actually performed particularly well, probably better than that 12th place indicates. So he's on a really good run of form. He's had two top 10s in this event previously with a runner-up in uh, finishing 2019. On the European Tour, which is where he's played most of his golf so far this year, his stats are phenomenal. He's first for strokes gained total, fifth for strokes gained approach, and 17th for strokes gained putting. Um, and considering on this particular event, Players who rank high in greens in regulation and strokes gained approach tend to do really well here. 
10 of the last 11 winners have ranked inside the top 10 for greens in regulation. So that's going to really serve him well if he can carry that over. He's also ranking first for strokes gained tee to green in the last three months. Um, and that's beating everybody, all the top players um, around the world. So, you know, he really is in some great form. Uh, and if he can carry on with that tenacious, consistent sort of approach of getting to the front and, and carrying that lead forwards, I think Casey's going to be uh, one of the more interesting market leaders at what is probably the best price out of the four of them at 20 to 1. When you get to my age, your memory can play tricks on you. But if I remember rightly, he was in command in 2019 and got picked down the stretch by Mickelson. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I like about Paul Casey is that he he does tend to, I feel, learn a lot from his experience of playing golf. He's a little bit like we said about Patrick Reed the other day, a little bit of a student of the game and somebody who uh, young golfers coming through can watch and, and gain a lot of confidence from because those experiences of learning and, and building from those positions, uh, it's starting to show that, you know, he's still continuing to win. Um even though the quality of field on both the PGA and the European Tour is getting stronger and stronger every year. So, Paul Casey, your first selection, Barry, who's next on the list? Uh, so, second, I've gone for a, a resurgent Francesco Molinari, at least I hope a little bit of resurgence for a man who has got undoubted quality, uh, but, you know, has really sort of gone off the boil in the last 12 months or so. Um, he started to show a little bit of signs of coming back to form. He's had two top tens in his last two appearances, one of which was at Torrey, um, which I said obviously was on Power Greens, uh, which is interesting for this week. As a former Open champion, you can guarantee that he's uh, you know, going to be able to handle the conditions. The wind management is going to be there, um, undoubtedly. So I think he's got a really good chance, especially based on his statistics, uh, he's fifth for strokes gained tee to green and 15th for strokes gained approach in 2021. So even though we're only, a, you know, six, five, six, seven weeks into 2021, he's starting to show already that he's coming back to playing some really strong golf. Um, something else I found quite interesting when looking at his stats was that he was 26th in proximity to hole, um, which is going to be quite useful and a bit of a bonus on pebble where the greens are quite small. So with that experience of positive putting on power greens and being able to get quite close to the hole, um, he's going to you know, give himself chances to make birdies and ultimately get up the leaderboard. Yeah, losing the Masters in the way he did must have left a mark, but um, the prospect of having to qualify for the Ryder Cup this year and in particular the memories that he has from the Golf National must be uh, a prime motivator for him. Yeah, I mean, he's just dipped back in. He's just, sorry, gone back into the World Top 100 uh, now after being um, very shortly out of it. So he's like I said, he's making moves in the right direction. Um, I was actually on him. Um, I I, I uh, bet on Malnari that year where he threw the Masters away from that commanding position. So I, I can all uh, sympathise with him for that. But um, yeah, I think he at 28 to 1, considering the form he's been in the last couple of events, and we know, although he's been poor over the last 12 months, the form that he he can show and he has shown over his career, I think he's a brilliant player and he, he's uh, an interesting one to watch for this week. Moving on from Molinari to Max. Yeah, Max Homer, 40 to 1. Again, another player who's hitting a little bit of form after maybe going off the boil a little bit. He's had three top 21s in his last four starts. Um, in this particular event, he's been in the top 15 in the last two years. So he's got some course uh, form, which is always helpful for players coming here. Uh, he was fifth for strokes gained approach last week. As I mentioned, that strokes gained approach uh, category is going to be so important this week for being successful at this event. 
Um, and that's not just, you know, a one-off thing for Max because he's also 10th for strokes gained approach for the uh, 2021 year so far. So in, in recent weeks, his approach play has been really strong. His best finish of the season so far has come at the Mayakoba, which, as we know, is a little bit wind affected. So hopefully the conditions won't pose too much of a problem for Max. Um, and he's got some solid form putting on Poa as well, um, obviously here in the last couple of years, but also at Torrey in the last couple of years as well. So, uh, yeah, he's another one who's interesting coming back from maybe a bit of a, a low point over the last few years, uh, coming back into a bit of form. And, you know, this could be the start of something for him. Your next selection, the price that's appearing on my screen as we're recording this surprises me because usually you um, expect the bookmakers to take a position on players that have done well the previous week. And we've definitely seen that with, with Jordan Spieth. But this player is ranging from between 60 to 1 to 90 to 1 with the odds that I'm looking at at the moment. Given how he started and how he ended the tournament um, last week, there could be some real value in that. Yeah, Matthew Neesmith, uh, I've got him at 80 to 1 with Bet365. He he had a brilliant event last week. And like I said, I was surprised that the bookmakers have put him up at this price. It seems like he's been overlooked a little bit because um, he finished in seventh, seventh place, snuck into a place in the end. Um, shot 63, which is a career low round for him, or a joint career low round on Thursday, and actually led as first round leader, uh, which was a really impressive display. On Sunday, that uh, rise up to seventh place saw him ranking top in the top five for strokes gained approach and strokes gained putting. Again, two important categories for this week. So coming off of a really positive final round last week into this week's event with what looks like a really solid game. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent. He's had four top 20s in his last eight appearances. He was 11th in this event last year, so he's got some course form. Um, he's, a, he's a progressive player, and I think that you're not going to see that sort of price on him for very long if he gets a win um, and continues to post those top 20s on a regular occasion. Um, he's going to be moving up that that uh, that betting sheet quite quickly. I mean, do you like following form like that? I mean, clearly he's moving from a desert course to California and Port Anna Greens. I mean, they're very different tests. But I mean, do you like generally following form from week to week? I think confidence is is a, a massive part of being successful in golf. Um, and, and for a player who, yeah, not a lot of correlation between the two courses, but he was 11th at this event last year. So it shows that this isn't a, a course or set of courses that he um, is going to struggle on. Um, and therefore, that link between the two and him being able to take that over, there's every chance that with a bit of confidence and what looks like a really strong approach game and a really strong putting game at the moment, uh, he could have every chance of getting us quite close and hopefully at least nicking us a place. And you've got one final selection to take us through. Introduce Peter Malnati's claims to us. Yeah, I've always, well, I say always, the last last six months or so, I've been a big Peter Malnati fan ever since he got us a, a bit of a uh, each-way profit at a big price last year. Um, and I've been looking at events for him most weeks. He seems to get there or thereabouts in the first couple of rounds and sort of drop off a little bit. But He's, like I said, he has been there or thereabouts. He's had two top 15s in his last three starts. He was also 11th at this competition last year. Um, he's a magnificent putter. He's somebody who, you know, you wouldn't expect to, to be up there with the rest of the, the best players on the tour. But he currently ranks first in strokes game putting uh, for the last six months. And, you know, when you think about the calibre of putters on the PGA Tour at the moment, that's, that's an incredible achievement. He also has some form putting on power greens. He was first in strokes game putting at the Safeway um, earlier on in this season. His approach play is a bit hit and miss, literally. 
Um, 34 for strokes gained approach. If he can find the green, um, and those are, like I said, at Pebble, where they're going to play three rounds, uh, very small greens, he's going to give himself loads of opportunities for birdies because I would back him uh, most of the time to get the ball close. Um, I think with Malnati, it's going to be one of those where if he can have a fast start like he has done on recent weeks and get himself up there towards the first round leader position, especially if he gets a good score on the Spyglass Hill course, um, he could give himself a really good chance at what looks to me to be quite a big price. So five selections there, Barry. Of that quintet, I'm going to ask you for your best bet as always. So, Barry, who is Baz's banker? Uh, this week I'm going for Paul Casey. Uh, I can't ignore a man who's in absolutely scintillating form. Uh, he's got some really good stats to back it up. Uh, he's played well on the European Tour and the PGA Tour so far already in 2021. So I think it's, you know, for me, if he can uh, carry that over um, back onto the PGA Tour, he's going to have a really good chance this week. Well, if you're following Barry in on Paul Casey or any of his other tips, uh, good luck to you. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Barry, great to have you with us again. Thanks very much, Steve. And remember, you can read more from Barry on our website, nationalclubgolfer.com, every week. Thanks for joining us on Dialed In. Until next time, see you soon.